Welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews and my final look at Killer Spider movies in Spiders 2. Nope, I've never heard of this one either. The follow-up to little-known Spiders movie I covered last week. Except this has bugger all to do with that movie. The reason why I know of this movie is it was bundled with new DVD players back in 2004. So, let's move on with this unheard-of movie starring Stephanie Nisnik, Greg Gormer, and Daniel Quinn. Nope, never heard of these people either. Directed by Sam Furstenberg. The plot, a young married couple are rescued after their boat sinks. Their new saviours have things planned for them, such as using them in their mad plans of making super spiders. Can they get free or are they stuck in a spider's web of intrigue? After some cheesy titles that look like they belong in a 50s B-movie, the movie opens up with this movie's Igor dragging a bloodied body bag into the feeding chamber of a giant spider. Which, thankfully, isn't CGI, but a huge puppet. I think it's actually the puppet from this other movie, which is the 10-foot puppet. The next scene, we see a bunch of commandos in dinghies boarding a small private yacht of rich kids while they play cards. They're all quickly kidnapped and the boat is blown up. We then see young married couple and hero of the movie, Alexandria, played by Stephanie Nisnik, and Jason, played by Greg Gormer, on their small sailing boat, in a small water tank pretending to be the Atlantic Ocean. They stumble across the burned out ship and board it, finding a burned body. They decide to just leave it as a CGI stormfront hits, which quickly sinks the small boat after Alex is thrown overboard. Jason almost gets pulled under the depths of the swimming pool, oh sorry, ocean, as the boat pulls him under and it literally bounces off the bottom of the ocean floor. The pool, sorry, ocean, looks more, no more than 10-15 feet deep and it is underlit. Really? Luckily for them, a cargo ship sees their flares and helps them out of the water. So they're safe from the 5 foot pool and are swiftly and safely pulled aboard. On which they meet Captain Bigelow, and I'll just go with played by Daniel Quinn of Scanner Cop. And the Bug Nuts Rubber, a 2002, I believe, horror movie about a killer tire. Look at it, it's Bug Nuts crazy. Jason is taken to see Dr. Garback, played by Richard Mall, as he has a small cut on his neck. We found out the Igor of this movie is called Monroe, played by Yuri Sevchev, who barely speaks in this movie. So, as Alex goes off to shower and clean up, Jason is left in the hands of the good doctor. As Alex showers the all-male crew perving her back at the doctor's office, he stitches up Jason's neck, but it doesn't cover the stitches or clean the wound, then performs some sort of checkup on both Alex and Jason. Jason is injected with some sort of clear liquid, and they are sent to the bunks for the night. The next morning, they're told, of course, the ship radio doesn't work, and acts all suspicious when they're told of the burned-out boat. After breakfast of chilli and a mystery beef, with what looks like carrots shoved in it, Jason's neck wound starts to ooze blood, so is taken back to the doctors and given another injection of clear liquid. Jason then explores the ship that looks like it's held together with grey paint and a rust, 
finding all the doors are locked. Returning to a sun-moving Alex, even though it looks like it's fucking freezing and overcast, Jason tells her he's being given yet another injection, as from his crow's nest, the captain spies on them as the sinister music plays. Oh, wonder how that could be for. Jason then suddenly feels dizzy. Uh, gee, I wonder why. Mm, mysterious injections. So he asked to see the bridge because of course you would want to see the bridge of uh, Russ Bucket while feeling dizzy. The ship's first mate shows him the ship and the bridge as the captain chats Alex up on the bridge. Jason sees another deckhand handily miming out that he caught Jason snooping around. So he tries the radio and wouldn't you know it's working. It's like who can you trust if you can't trust a boat full of pirates whose doctor is experimenting on you. I mean really who can you trust? Jason then feels dizzy yet again and is carried back to the bunk room. The doctor is called and the creepy Monroe hands the doctor yet another needle. That's three injections of unknown substances Jason has been given. The captain and the doctor have a not-so-subtle meeting in the hallway, which by the way is metal and it echoes all around the bloody ship. With the captain worried the jig may be up, but the doctor says not to worry, everything is going to plan and Jason will be the perfect specimen. Now, what I don't get is why go through all this big act of saving these two people and being super good guys when they boarded a ship not two days earlier and burned it to the ground. Well, burned it to the ocean. <laughs> and why not just inject both Jason and Alex the, the experimental drugs and just be away with this whole good guy act makes no fucking sense. That night, Jason has a nightmare of being wheeled into the doctor's lab as the captain and the doctor, along with Monroe, look puzzled down the camera barrel, or lens even. He's wheeled into a room where a giant spider puppet pretty much rapes him. Then he's seen running down the corridors in slow-mo, because as you do, nightmares and slow motions hand in hand. He wakes to tell Alex about his nightmare, then shows her the punctured wound left behind by the spider. She of course doesn't listen to his concerns about the ship going in circles, or a cargo ship with no cargo on it, or even lying about the radio being busted. She tells him it's all his feverish dreams and go to sleep. Another nightmare of the giant spider or is this a psychic flash to Jason as he wakes up and explores yet more. This time, Sam McRow take another bloodied body bag down a lift. So he checks out the storeroom in which he sees dozens of dummies, oh sorry, dead bodies, but these things are clearly rubber dummies. He then goes back to Alice to, Alex, even, not Alice, Alex, to tell him what he's found, but of course she doesn't listen until he pretty much drags her down there. Wouldn't you know it, in the five minutes it took Jason to get Alex, the meat locker is emptied of the dozens of dead humans and replaced by dozens of cow carcasses. You tried to tell me one person emptied this bloody meat locker in less than five minutes all by his lonesome? Yeah, moving on. Again, why fuck with Jason if all they want to do is use his body to hatch a spider? In the lower decks of the ship, the Doctor and the Captain argue over whether or not to dock as Monroe feeds the spider. Alex is caught by the Captain, but I think he has sweet on her, taking pictures using her underwater camera, so flirts with her as she takes pictures of him. Jason comes on deck and snaps at the Captain, then starts a fight with Alex, who still doesn't listen to Jason about going in circles, and the rest of his worries, chalking up to yet more fevered dreams. He storms off to call for help, however, finds the radio is missing, so tells Alex, however, she doesn't want to listen and instead sticks her head in the sand. 
Alex gets another fight with Jason as the captain has him carried off for his quote-unquote own good to be held over to the good doctor. He's given yet another injection of liquid with the doctor saying Jason is paranoid then throws Alex out of his office. The captain takes Alex away to for a talk and shows her the ship's darkroom. Why the fuck would a sh- cargo ship have a darkroom is beyond me. He then just walks off to let her develop her incriminating pictures of the boat and the name of the boat as well as the various other things she shot. The first mate then hands the captain a note saying the coast guard is heading their way and will be there in a matter of hours. But how? If the radio was busted and the one time Jason had his hands on the radio, the first mate pulled the mic off him before he could even talk into the mic. Then when he went back to see the radio, it was gone. So how the fuck did he contact the bloody coast guard? Anybody? Jason is then shown getting dragged down to the lift as Alex is developing her pictures. He is then shown getting wheeled into the lab on a gurney and he's taken down to this doctor's secret laboratory where the bodies of the people from the start of the movie are being held in stasis... Stasi- uh, are being held in cryo... Oh, for fuck's sake. Are being held in stasis chambers. Easy for me to say. The doctor then gives his grand speech to a bemused captain in true James Bond villain style about what he is doing and why he needs human bodies, except he doesn't explain shit and just grandstands about how his work can change mankind for mankind even for the greater good. You know, the usual mad scientist bullshit. Jason is then wheeled into the spider's lair, then is mounted again by the giant spider puppet and injected by another spider egg. The captain gets Alex from the dark room after being in there for three hours. How many fucking photographs did she take? Three hours developing these fucking things. As the captain leaves her, he takes the picture of the boat's name, which blew up earlier, which I believe is called the Logan. So let me get this straight. The captain of the ship is fine with kidnapping and killing people for the mad doctor, but he's seen as a good guy because he's sweet on her. Nope. In the doctor's lab, a woman gives birth to a baby spider. Alien style yet again, chest bursting, and when I say baby spider, I mean a glove puppet with extra legs attached to it. You can actually see the bloody person's hand in the pit. As Jason looks on in utter horror, and I wonder if Ridley Scott or H.R. Geiger, Geiger? Geiger gets royalties every time a sci-fi movie rips off the chest bursters. Hmm. Monroe then carries away the dead body to feed the ML, MIL, that's mother-in-law. See my last review about this. I'm guessing that's what the hell it is because it's the same fucking giant puppet. Meanwhile, the captain puts his moves on Alex over a romantic move or two. Back with the almost out of it Jason as the doctor finally explains his mad plan. That spiders are immune to all human diseases, therefore he plans to splice spider DNA with humans, making the perfect being. The captain hits on Alex outrageously as down in the lower decks, Jason is stripped, placed in a stasis chamber and has a blood sample taken. The Doctor then places the antidote for what God I know writer knows from Jason's blood into a small wooden cabinet next to his and Monroe's. Okay, what is going on here? First, it was about pirates, then it was about Mad Doctor's plan, and now it's about trying to mate humans with spiders. What the actual fuck? After dinner and a bottle of wine over a candle lit, actually a candle lit, oh, whatever, the Captain finally puts moves on Alex, who tries to run, but the door is locked, and he tries to rape her. She, however, beats the ever-loving shit out of him, 
while looking for the keys, during which she finds the other half of the burned out nameplate of the ship. But why the fuck would he keep this piece of heavily incriminating evidence? She escapes and runs off to the doctor's office, finding it empty. She runs around the almost empty ship looking for him. Down corridors that go nowhere and hallways with cheap paintings of hallways making it look like it's actually bigger than it actually is. After going past the same painted hallway three times, she finds herself back at the captain's room even though she ran down two flights of stairs and ran down three corridors. How the fuck is that possible? Alex and the captain have another fight and another face-off so he has her dragged down to the doctor's laboratory. However, in the lift, she kicks the crap out of the first mate and another crew member and then runs off once the lift doors open. Hiding in air ducts and crawling around, she finds her way back to the same spot where she entered the first time and then stumbles across the lab with one inept guard guarding it. So she finds the fuse box and flips all the switches, opening all the doors, including the lab's sealed door, however, also the spider cages. The one idiot guard leaves his post, so Alex sneaks in. Unfortunately, mother-in-law is loose, and so is all her babies. Hundreds of the fuckers. Alex finds a Jason and lets him out of his status chamber. Why can't I fucking say status chamber? Monroe is killed by mother-in-law. Alex looks on in shock as a woman gives birth to another terrible CGI spider. The spiders are now on the loose. Hundreds of them running around the ship. Okay, just how long has the Doctor been doing this for? As also, spiders are cannibals. Therefore, there wouldn't be so many fucking ring around. They're all shoved in the same space. They would eat each other. The new Swiss Guard is next for the mother-in-law's fangs. Except they're not fangs, they're mouth flaps. After he shoots and blows up one spider, the Doctor Ren runs off. As the cargo ship is now overran with huge spiders. Which somehow have elephant noises? also have no weight because the boat's still riding high in the water. The first mate is next as he calls the captain on the ship's internal phones to warn about the giant spiders. He is next as the captain is eaten by a huge spider as it rips him apart, alien queen style from aliens. The doctor is next as he makes his way to the top deck. Meanwhile, Alex and Jason are lost in a maze of spider infested corridors. And I see these spiders are from the same school of Jaws the Revenge as these have elephant, lion, bear and tiger growls. Because why wouldn't they? The Doctor tries to escape on the one lifeboat, lifeboat of this gigantic cargo ship. Back with Alex and Jason, they're now in the kitchen. So they teleported from the lower decks to the kitchen in a matter of seconds, where she finds gas tanks and turns onto Ripley with her flamethrower, which she torches a gigantic spider which screams in elephant sounds. Another one comes running around the corner and is torched too, but this sound sounds like a lion. A third spider attacks Jason's foot and shouts at him. Yes folks, actually shouts at him. Alex chops it using a meat cleaver and the two run off. They somehow make it to the top deck. Excuse me if I don't know the technology, uh, the terminology even. Poop deck is it called? Hmm. Where Alex faces off with the mad doctor who holds her at gunpoint, yet she somehow manages to disarm him in a matter of second and make him spill his guts about how much time Jason has left and where the antidote is. The doctor finally gets his comeuppance as a spider sneaks up behind him and sticks him with her fangs and carries him off, screaming. So it's down to Alex to head back down to the lab, face off against mother-in-law, get the antidote and get off the ship before it burns down and or sinks. 
So down the lift she goes, past all the dead crew, including the captain, webbed up. However, not armed with a pulse rifle or flamethrower this time, but a boat hook because I guess the budget wouldn't allow guns. She makes her way into the mad doctor's lab, which is coated in spider webbing. Thankfully, the doctor labelled each bottle of antidote as Alex finds Jason's in a matter of seconds, and he, she also finds a needle lying around handily. However, mother-in-law attacks from behind and Alex barely escapes, and handily hides behind flammable barrels that weren't there seconds earlier, as mother-in-law stalks her. Alex then runs into a maze of cargo crates to hide, however, is caught after dropping a pole. Running deeper into the maze, yet somehow next to the flammable liquid tanks, she opens the tanks and blows the place sky high, then harpoons mother-in-law in one of its eyes with the boat hook. She then runs off to the lift, however, much like in Aliens, a far superior movie I covered last year, check my SoundCloud archives, it doesn't come straight away and she has to fight off mother-in-law as the doors close. Luckily, there's a fighting signature in the lift which Alex uses to freeze the spider's head. Seconds later, with no spiders in sight, she's on top deck. Alex heads back to the lifeboat, injects Jason with the antidote she dropped earlier during the fight, and then tries to escape however the spiders somehow press the button stopping the lifeboat halfway down. With mother-in-law on deck, now ten times the size she was seconds earlier, commanding her generals, Alex and Jason have no choice but to jump off ship. The lower decks explode, much like Titanic, it sinks with its propeller in the air. As Alex and Jason bob about in the spawn pool, sorry, ocean, Seconds later, the Coast Guard helicopter appears and finds both Alex and Jason floating on top of a wardrobe. Say Rose, you selfish bitch, Jack, could have fitted. Just as the helicopter pulls him out of the water, Mother-in-Law comes out of nowhere, floating in a cargo container, and grabs Alex's foot, which pulls her down slowly down Jason's body. Hang on to Jason's foot for dear life, the Coast Guard throws a grenade, which Alex catches and throws down Mother-in-Law's open mouth, blowing it up from the inside. Why would this Coast Guard have grenades? Much like the last movie, they fly into the sunset as credits roll. So that was Spiders 2, a total waste of an hour and a half, 55 of which nothing happens. Truly awful CGI, terrible hammy overacting, a script that makes no bloody sense. Unlike last week's film, this isn't a fun time, this is just a bad movie. Avoid at all fucking cost, folks. Zero, nada, zip, nothing out of ten. Still, next week, sorry, next month even, is Star Wars. So don't forget to follow me, leave a like, and a comment on my SoundCloud account. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod, and email me at Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. As I said, next month is Star Wars, June is Lost Boys, July is American Pie, August is summer hits of 87, 97 and 2007. September is Hannibal Lecter and October is Halloween. My look at the first three Hellraiser movies. Don't forget to check out my solo podcast of Doctor Who the Movie, Donnie Darko, Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and 2, as well as the original Halloween, Batman Returns and V for Vendetta. Also my franchise podcast of The Omen, Psycho, The Fly, Resident Evil and Underworld, as well as dozens more. A bye.